Benvindo, everybody, to the Win or Learn podcast, a podcast that follows our journey in the art of jujitsu. We'll discuss our wins and lessons and have special guests that we meet along the way. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Isaiah. So let's roll right into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Win or Learn podcast. This is episode two of our third season. We're just going to talk a little bit about our week in training, which ended up being not much training due to some unforeseen circumstances. Um, so yeah, so we want to go ahead and get us started, kind of talk about a little bit of what we actually did train when we when we went on Monday and uh, just discuss a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So this week was a different week just because I was I had two days off because of the holiday. And then Wednesday, I went into the office and then Thursday, Friday, I was able to work from home. So going into this week, I had said, oh, I'm going to try and train almost I'm going to try and train every day. That was kind of the goal. And the goal was to have one day where we would double up. So train two times because we could have gone to lunch class and then again at in the evening classes. So Monday comes around and we're like, okay, we're going to go train Monday during lunch. So we go during lunch uh, and we're learning. We were doing escapes from closed guard. So we were working on um, actually correction. We were doing um, closed guard pendulum sweep. So if you're, mm-hmm. if you have somebody in your closed guard, you would sweep them, and if they were to posture up and give you the arm, then uh, the arm bar from the closed guard mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and I think to start off, we were doing some throws. We were doing head throws, right? Yes, so we were practicing like the motion of like the head yeah, throw. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah. It was kind of like to drill, kind of like warm up. So we would do like two or three motions where we would, you know, reach for the head or uh, behind the head to the opposite shoulder and then kind of squat and then lift and then go back reset we never would really throw our partner so we did that a couple times and then we did the pendulum sweep and then um if your partner would like posture up or was making it difficult for you to sweep them then we would do the arm bar from close guard so they were techniques that we had seen in the past at least i remember seeing them in the past so i've always had trouble with the pendulum sweep just because i feel like i don't ever get enough momentum in my legs to kind of complete the motion and then one big thing that also happens for at least myself, is I sometimes get that foot caught. So the foot that kind of goes out and and you kind of swing it up and then down, uh, I always get it trapped underneath like my partner's body. And then that kind of hurts my knee or my ribs or whatever. So I've still had that issue where it's like, if I don't get that momentum, then it gets trapped. So I don't really know how to fix that. And I was going to ask on Monday, but I never really got around to asking. So I just kept doing it, I guess, the wrong way. So uh, it's pendulum sweep is something I, I don't really like. I feel like it's it's too dependent on momentum. And I feel like I can't generate enough from that. Not yet, at least. I feel like eventually I'll be able to, but at least not yet. I'm not able to generate enough um, kind of momentum to bring uh, to bring my leg up and then down and then topple my partner over. What do you think about the pendulum sweep? I think um, what kind of what you're describing about the pendulum sweep and how the momentum affects it, I think a lot of it has to do with your flexibility as well. So one thing that it requires you to do is to be able to, you know, reach your leg over while having one leg um, pinned basically against your partner's shoulder. So I think for somebody who's less flexible like we are, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to create that momentum because we don't really have the range to bring our leg out and create that momentum to swing it back in Um, just because our limits of how far our legs can extend and how far we can uh, flex our stretch sorry is uh pretty limited so i think that has to that contributes a lot to why 
it may be difficult for us to create that momentum sometimes. Um, I think it's a really useful sweep just because of what the, the way that we were practicing it is if somebody makes that mistake of taking out a closer step when they're breaking your guard uh, and the, and they leave their foot really close to your, your hand or close enough to your hand where you can reach under and then try to sweep them over. And that's a situation I found myself in a lot where I notice people do that to me and they step in really close to where my arms are. So having that option of, you know, reaching over and then being able to perform the arm bar or the pendulum sweep is, is really nice for that scenario because it does tend to happen a lot. As Professor said, it happens a lot with people who are white belts or new or blue belts. They tend to make that mistake where you may step too close to your opponent. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that's the scenario we were going over. Uh, so you kind of hook the leg, hip escape, mm-hmm. and then you bring, for me, for example, in that situation, like if the person's putting up their left leg, um, you hip escape to the right, and then your right leg is against the shoulder, and then you use your left leg to sweep them out. So I, I do like it because it is a situation that I feel like arises a lot, especially since uh, there are a lot of people who are white belts and you are blue belts in our gym. So, and it is like when he said it, it kind of was like a light bulb that went off in my head. I was like, oh, wow. Like I hadn't noticed that, but a lot of people do that against me that when they do step to break my guard, the foot is usually close to me, like close enough to where I can reach it and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and work from there. So uh, when we did spar later on in that class, I decided to use it a lot because the same thing was happening. Like the person uh, who I was sparring with was leaving that leg close. So I do like that. Um, like, but like you said, it it does require a lot of uh, a lot of momentum. So if you if you aren't able to build it up, sometimes you kind of just look silly um, <laughs> trying to finish the sweep. Yeah, and I was about to say like it. I would much prefer like a scissor sweep or something like that from something else from the back. But it's like in this specific situation, you really can't do a scissor sweep. Like it's more beneficial for you to be able to like hook that leg if that if your opponent steps out too far above your waist, and it's better to just hook the leg, uh, hook the leg, and then do the pendulum, or then go into an armbar. Um, just because I, I guess in that situation, I wouldn't be able to do a uh, a scissor sweep. So yeah, I, I'm kind of indifferent with it. I like I don't like it, but again, it's something I like. You have to train because you never know when you're going to need it. Specifically, it's like you may be in a situation where, again, your your opponent oversteps and then it's there and you have to like know what to do next. So, again, it's like I don't like it, but it's like something you have to learn because I think jujitsu, it's a lot of it's a lot of that. It's like you go in and you train things and you have to train everything top to bottom, regardless of if you like it or not, just because if that opportunity presents itself, you have to be able to take advantage of that and attack in that, in that specific situation. And then if you get put in an uncomfortable position, you have to be able to get out of that using stuff that you probably wouldn't normally use. So, And I think yeah. that's one thing we've kind of talked about before about how in jiu-jitsu, usually those, uh, those situations or those positions or techniques that make you feel uncomfortable are the ones you have to train the most just because you don't want to be lost when, when something happens and again, because anything happens really like I find myself in the weirdest positions that I never thought I could be in or in situations where I never thought I would be in. Like, uh, I think it was two weeks ago when I got flipped in the air and then I, Mm. I don't even know, like I somersaulted and I landed on my back. It was the weirdest thing ever. I've never moved like that in my life. I've never been in a situation where I was literally flying in the air and like dependent on somebody else's movements. But like I said, like you can't always control the way you're going to land, the way you're going to, end up or the position you're going to be in so it's always best to be prepared for whatever comes and 
kind of talking a little bit more about the pendulum sweep, I think it was Coach Jamie who told me that the reason that it's so effective is because you're kind of attacking two points of contact. So if you hip escape enough, you're contacting them with the shoulder, and then you're also getting the the like the the bottom, uh, like their what would that be? Well, let's say if the person's using their left leg that that's out, you're attacking their right side as well while also getting their shoulder. So it's one of those techniques where if you're able to build up enough momentum, there's really no way to to fight it, just because you're not going to win if somebody is destabilizing your base at two different points. It's you know it's you're not going to win that situation. If, yeah. it, if they're trying to get you from one spot, you could try to defend that. But if they're getting you from your shoulders and then from your leg on opposite directions, there's no way to really combat that. You're kind of going for the ride at that point. So, yeah, like you said, it, it's, it's it, I think it's just a difficult technique for us because of our flexibility. But it is useful if you can if you can master it and work at it. So I think it's definitely something we should continue to to work on. Just because I feel like we haven't seen it in a while. Um, I don't remember the last time we did it uh, aside from this week. So I think. Uh, it was nice to kind of revisit that and uh, get a refresher on how to do it. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on to the um, the armbar portion of of the of the class. So this was one of my favorite parts, just because I feel like, as I would like to think a guard player, I feel like I don't like I, I need to work or need to train more that kind of attacks from the guard. So I felt like that was a good uh, a good refresher for myself, just because. I really haven't done arm bars from close guard or from my back. So it was really nice to be able to train that again. Uh, and that this, like you mentioned, this is like the mistake. If like you're unable to get your, you know, you're in the, um, you're trying to do the pendulum sweep on your back in the guard. Uh, and then you're unable to kind of topple over your opponent. So what you, what you would do instead is kind of swing your, uh, whatever leg that you have on the outside, you kind of swing that over their head and then, either bridge up and then topple them over that's what it was right you would bridge up and then hopefully they would topple over at that situation yeah or you could just bridge while them being postured up and then hopefully you'll be able to get the um ex- hyper extend that elbow that's what you're kind of looking for so I, I did like it we practiced it a couple times and it was great I felt comfortable with it and enough where I feel like I was able to get good grips on you and then also be able to bridge and get you either down or just have to, you know, armbar you while you were postured up. So no complaints with that one. It was definitely something useful. And I really like doing that just because I like submissions. What did you think? I really like the variety just because I feel like when we've done arm bars in the past, um, it's been like the basic setup, you know, hip escape towards the way that the arm is facing and then bridge up. And, but this time we more from like, like you- technical Exactly. Yeah. So this time we were working a little bit more on like how to get the person to roll over to the side and kind of like a sweep at the same time. Um, And I think I told you this in the moment that in the past, like when you do the technical mount or the S mount, whichever Mm -hmm. way you prefer, when you roll back, sometimes you're too dependent on holding onto the person's arm to like to kind of calculate how fast you're going back. So to kind of control your speed on how fast you're rolling to your back, you are depending on grabbing onto the person's arm. And I think what I told you was that I really enjoyed hooking the leg still because that's what our professor told us to do, hook the leg. And since we already had the leg hooked, we would grab them um, and then we would grab the arm. And while still having the leg hooked, we kind of place them on their side. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just do the basic arm bar. So the reason I like that a lot is because I struggle with you know with my short limbs where 
I usually end up. You make it seem like you. Never mind. Continue. Yeah, no, like, because I, I, I do have like I have shorter legs than you do. That, let's put okay. it like that. Yeah. So, with my shorter legs uh, than most people, I ended up. I always end up too far away from your body to the point where mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not getting enough leverage on the arm. So my butt ends up being, or my hips end up being too far away from your body. So I'm not connected to you, but actually holding on to your leg in that position helped me to place my body in a better position. So once like before I even landed, I was already getting leverage on your arm and you were tapping like before we were even like before I had even laid on my back, like, on my way to my back, you were already tapping because I had yeah. so much leverage because I was stuck to you. Yeah. So I really like that control. Like the level of control that you have and that variation of the arm bar makes it so much easier to finish it. Just mm-hmm. because As com- when compared to like a technical or an S mount. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a technique thing that one's not better than the other. It's just the way that uh it works better for me that I feel like because of my my build and my abilities, it helps me control where I'm where I'm placing my body a little bit more, and actually is is a little bit safer for my opponent as well because mm-hmm. I'm not relying on their arm to break my fall or to speed up my fall or slow uh, right, slow right. up my fall. So I'm not yanking on that arm 100% with all my body weight. So it's helping me control my fall a little bit more, and it you know protects the technique while also protecting my partner a little bit more. So that, I really did enjoy that one quite yeah. a bit yeah and again it's all about options it's like being able to do these things in a situation where it's needed and not like and not being in the situation not knowing what to do so yeah that's awesome so let's move on to uh what happened a little bit afterwards and why we didn't train this whole week after that one day yeah so we ended up sparring with each our, other yeah with each other first and then we rotated and once we rotated Everything was going great, but like we said, you know, a lot of the techniques from this day required like putting your leg over somebody's head and stuff like that. A lot of close guard work. So for me, I got elbowed in the back of the head twice. And in the moment, I felt myself get like a little dazed. So when the person sat up, because they were trying to do a sit up Kimura on me, because that was the point where they were like, you know, um, we're going to start in close guard, any submission, any points, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you switch. So the person tried two consecutive ones and when they sat up, they elbowed me in the back of the head twice. And I've had about like two or three concussions before when I played football. So I, I kind of recognized the feeling yeah. and I was like, Oh, this is not good. I immediately recognized it. Cause like I started seeing double vision. Uh, I got really dazed and I was like, this is not good. And I kept going. I was like, maybe it was just, you know, just because of the hate, I felt a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, I just didn't feel right. Luckily, that was the last round of the day. So we got up and we were able to go out. And then I know something similar happened to you. So I don't know if you yeah. want to go into that. Yeah. So it, for me, it wasn't an elbow. It was somebody's heel. Um, they were trying to do the um, the um, arm bar. So I was in their guard and they were trying to do the arm bar. And I got healed uh, twice in the back of the head, back to back. And so kind of the same thing. It was like I... I felt it at the moment. And then like, as the day went on, like after we had done training and everything, and I just kind of went about my business. Um, I noticed like this really bad headache. And then like Tuesday I woke up and like had a really bad headache still. And then I was like, yeah, I'm pretty like 99% sure I was concussed just because I would catch myself kind of just staring off in the distance and kind of like spacing out, like not really thinking anything. Um, I'm kind of just staring um, and uh, like inability to focus as well. Like when I was looking at stuff, mm-hmm. sensitivity to light, like all the typical symptoms. 
And then Wednesday came along and, and it had gotten worse. Like my headaches had gotten worse. And then Thursday, uh, they were just as bad as Wednesday. I think Wednesday was the worst day with the headaches. So it was just a really bad headache. And I had to go into the office. So I was driving and I had to think at work and I, I didn't really have any downtime. Uh, and I tried to have downtime like throughout the days, like kind of just sit around and do nothing. But life is life. And I still have to get up and work and do stuff and kind of around the house, my family, those kinds of things. Uh, and then Thursday was just about the same, still kind of foggy, kind of mentally unsure, like what kind of stare off, not focused, those kinds of things still. But I think I got it. I got it the worst because by Wednesday, you said you were feeling a bit better. Yeah. But by Wednesday was my worst day. And then Thursday was probably the second worst day. And then yesterday we were recording on Saturday. Friday was uh, the first day where I actually started feeling a little bit normal. So I didn't wake up with a headache on Friday, which was a win because every day of the week I've been waking up with a headache and kind of just dealing with those every day. And then Friday was the best day and I took it easy. I said, I want to go see one of my doctors and he kind of told me like, this is what you got to do. You can't really just be laying around doing nothing, try to reduce your screen time. And he's like, go around and walk. So I walked around yesterday and then today I think I took a step back. I think today I kind of put too much like to do on my plate. Yeah. Um, cause you and I were together today and it was raining. We were walking outside. So we walked a lot, you know, I got wet. And so currently I have a headache again. So this is going to be a short episode just because I'm on the screen and, you know, I kind of want to go rest yeah. a little bit. So yeah, we're, it's not as bad as Wednesday and Thursday, but it's like a nagging, like a, a nagging headache. And it's not like it, it's in the back of my head where I got healed. Really. It's kind of like back kind of like the lower base of my skull kind of situation. Yeah. And that's exactly where I feel it too. Yeah. So that's where we are. Uh, it stinks because again, this week was supposed to be the week I trained every day and doubled up in a single day. And I don't even know when I'm going to return to train at this point, just because I, we've always talked about this before. Separation of a limb. Great. Torn ligaments. Great. Tendons. Great. Yeah. Bruising. Great. But head injuries are different. And it's like head yeah. injuries. You really can't mess with them because literally one wrong thing can happen and it can it can drastically change your life and like you're in uh the medical field i'm in the ish medical field ish uh and it's like we understand the impacts of of brain injuries more than more than the average folk i guess you could say so definitely it's something i'm not gonna go back onto the mats if i don't feel 100 because Although I feel like there's benefits of training or maybe just going to watch or whatever it may be, or asking if you can, you know, turn, you know, dial it back or whatever. There's always going to be that fear of like second impact syndrome. And it's like, you're more susceptible to have another concussion after getting hit once, you know, and that's kind of where we are now. Again, it's Saturday. I am six days removed from the impact and I'm still having headaches yeah and the thing is like i think like i mentioned before like i've had this before i've done with this before so that makes me a little bit more cautious of when i want to come back just because I, i've been through it before and like you said every time it happens you're more likely for it to happen again and for me like you said it, it was a lot shorter uh by wednesday i would say by like thursday morning i was already okay but mm-hmm. I know you had balance issues too. I think you forgot to mention oh, that. Yeah, I did. You texted me that. saying that you almost fell down the stairs because you yeah, had a balance. Yeah. Like, uh, I just issue. got like this weird, like dizzy spell, and like I couldn't 
keep upright for like maybe a, a second or two. So that was weird. Yeah, never had yeah. that happen. Yeah. And, and uh, for I, me, I would say this is my second concussion, like ever. Yeah. This is probably like, yeah, I would say this is probably my third. Yeah. Um, so, but like I was saying, for me, the the big thing was the light sensitivity. I texted you like the next day. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I can't even like have the lights on in my room. And I work yeah. from home, so everything's on my computer. I couldn't, like, I literally could not stand looking at my computer mm-hmm. on Tuesday. My head was pounding. And I got this weird pressure in my eyes. My left eye was twitching. Yeah. It was just weird. The things I was feeling was weird. It was not normal. And off. I was like, yeah, yeah it, I just felt so off for the those few days. And I told my fiance, I was like, I'm 99% sure I have a concussion. Yeah. I was like, I, I felt this before and I just don't feel like myself. I feel weird. And, you know, and then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, like I, I even felt it in the moment that something was off. Mm-hmm. But then I, I was kind of hopeful that I was just going to be, you know, just a temporary knock. But once yeah. I woke up the next day feeling weird, I was like, no, like, you know, there's no way around it. Like, as much as I wanted to train, like you said, I I, I don't know if it's worth risking, you know, taking another hit. Um, and th- I mean, this is part of the sport at the same time. Like, I'm not like like we've said before, mm-hmm. obviously, like, I'm not going to be upset with the person that it happened with. Uh, because it's it's what happens in the sport. I mean, yeah. it's it's the cost of being in a combat sport where people are um moving you know, fast moving and, fast yeah. yeah so it's it's like playing football you know nobody can control that they that, yeah. that they accidentally hurt somebody else or anything it's just the price you pay when you uh when you practice a sport like this so that's where we are now hopefully you know monday uh the cobwebs have kind of cleared up and we're yeah good to go um hopefully but- if not maybe tuesday I'm, I'm looking to get back in in this week just because my doctor was like you don't want to be completely stagnant but you also don't want to go full-on train yeah. so maybe i'll ask for a modification or something during the week maybe i'll ask not to spar or whatever maybe just watch um just because again brain injuries uh again you tear my ligaments great awesome we can repair those but it's yep. like brain injuries, you can't undo the damage that's been done. So yeah. concussion is literally bruising in your brain and there's no way to heal that. You know, it yeah. just has to heal on its own and everyone has their own kind of timeline. Timeline. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone who gets a concussion re- reacts the same way. So some yeah. people it takes two weeks. Some people it takes three days. Some people it mm-hmm. takes, you know, th- four months. Some people it takes 24 hours. So, yeah. Yeah, look so, at Tua. Took him a month and a half to clear concussion protocol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's one of those things you really don't mess with. Um, if you even have like the slightest doubt, it's better to, to you know err on the side of caution. Yeah, just because it's not worth it. It's not worth you know possibly making it worse or having some kind of life altering injury that yeah um really affects you down the line. So that's where we are now. Hopefully, you know this is gonna be a shorter episode because, like we said, we we didn't really train much after what happened on monday luckily um we are starting to feel better a little bit better compared to what we were feeling earlier in the week so we are hopeful that we'll be able to come back this week and uh, continue training and then hopefully we'll have a little bit more to discuss next episode in two weeks yeah yep all right thank you for listening yep os os Thank you for listening to today's episode. Our episodes release every other Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe on the platform of your choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and more. Thank you again for listening and us. Us.